0: Everyone, welcome back to the Bearing Fruit podcast. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening in. Happy Monday if it's a Monday when you're listening to this. Happy Monday. I hope you're having a great start to your week. But thank you and welcome back for yet another episode. If this is your first time stumbling across this podcast welcome my name is Rochelle and I'm your host but if you are a regular listener welcome back I'm so glad that you're back and that you are not sick of my voice um I really hope that whoever listens to these episodes, listen to it like times two speed, because (laughs) if you're choosing to listen to this on normal speed, I mean, you deserve an award, you deserve a medal. Um, I have to, when I listen to my episodes back, I have to listen to them on like times 1.8 speed, like I just actually can't listen to it normal speed. But thank you for being here. Nevertheless, you guys are such an incredible group of listeners, Um, but today's episode, if I jumping straight in, I don't know if this is going to be a long one, I mean, future you, I mean, you would know (laughs) this is a long episode, something in me is saying yes, but today's episode is actually something that I avoiding is not the right word is it <laughs> something that I've been avoiding sure let's let's go with that um, a topic that I've been avoiding uh, for a while now and I just think well I kind of blamed it on the fact that I just was I, I just didn't have the knowledge I think God did give me this knowledge a while ago I just chose not to speak about it or speak on it um, But I don't know, recently I felt such a pull to talk about this, especially on my podcast. I mean, I've talked about this, I mean, recently it's been brought up a lot. My singleness and the, the season of, you know, being single, it's been, you know, kind of, the focal point in my life recently and i've i've talked about it to a lot of friends and family and it's something that's been on my heart for a while and so god really used this time or use this opportunity to like kind of wave down a flag and be like mm, share it on the podcast now <laughs> like you're talking to everybody and anybody about this but you're not talking about it on your podcast so i was like oh is this is this the next topic? Is this it? Like, am I going to have to do this? <laughs> um, and yeah, the answer is yes. I am here and I'm going to talk about the joy of singleness. And no, I don't say that in a patronizing way. I, I'm, I truly mean this. I have found pure joy, not superficial joy, but pure joy in being single and Boy, oh boy, did it take me such a long time to get here. It took me the longest time. And this episode, basically, I just want to encourage you if you're feeling hopeless, if you're currently single, or if you've been single your whole life, or if you're freshly single, or you've been single for quite some time, and there's a little bit of like, I don't know, resentment or feelings towards needing to be in a relationship like essentially if you're feeling hopeless in this singleness in this season of singleness I want to encourage you this episode is here to encourage you to find strength in the joy of the Lord and find joy through Jesus because joy is not a feeling it's It's more than a feeling. It's a contentment. It's a feeling of contentment. I mean it is a feeling, but it is a it's a contentment. Are you kidding me? Why are there like the loudest (laughs) motorcycles? Like who's 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 motorcycling right now? Like why? (laughs) Okay. Back to what I was saying. Joy is a contentment that's like derived from just being so close to the Lord and I just can't explain it in any other way and I can't tell you that you will find joy similar to this anywhere else because for me personally I've looked I've looked and I've looked and I've looked and I've I thought it came from being in a relationship I thought it came from being with a partner I thought it came from being with this person that was supposed to bring that joy for me but no it comes from the father like quite simply joy is ours because joy is him he is joy and i think oftentimes we can feel so discouraged and frustrated with god for not bringing said person into our lives that we Our joy is robbed from us, or we feel like our joy is robbed from us. But this episode is here to remind you that joy, there is actually ripe, prime, incredible joy in being single. And I think, no, I know for most of my single period, most of my single season, I have used it to just you know, kind of complain, but also kind of hurry Got up. I'm like, okay, I'm single, I'm single, whatever, like, mm, all right, whatever, it's fine, I'm single, but like, hurry up, <laughs> like, let's skip past this singleness, let's, look, I, I'm, I'm single, and I've, I've experienced being single now, let's skip to the good part, well, what I think is the good part, anyway, let's skip to the part where I find true joy, um, yeah, no, so I think, that's what I ended up doing for most of my singleness is because I wanted or the reason I wanted for God to hurry up in finding me this person is because, well, it's because I thought my joy would begin. I thought I would finally find my happiness <laughs> and no, I'm here to remind you that joy does not come or cannot come from anything. Pure joy cannot come from anything and anyone except for the Lord. And you're like, okay, good, Rochelle, I know this. Like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, sure, there's joy from just God. But like, how am I supposed to say happy and content when I long for a partner? And that is okay. First of all, longing for a partner Is okay, that desire is okay to have. You know why? Because I feel or I believe that when a desire, such as wanting to be united with a partner or marriage, longing for that is a desire placed in your heart by God. It is A desire that God has breathed on. You know, if we look in the Bible, marriage is a beautiful covenant that unites two people and creates one unity. One body that is to worship God. And that desire, that longing is okay to have. And I think a lot of people sometimes can beat themselves up for feeling like they want to be in a relationship. That feeling is okay to have. And... You know, I have that feeling all the freaking time and it's okay to have. That is one thing I want to set straight and want to make you feel not even validated. Like, it's more than just validation. Like, it is something God has planted in your heart. So, don't get rid of that longing or that desire or that wanting to be in a relationship because it's there for a reason. But I'm here to kind of tell you... Do not waste your single season, your singleness, your single period of life, however long it's supposed to be. Don't waste it longing or desiring and feeling like this is what I want and I'm not going to be happy until I get it. Don't waste that. Don't use your singleness. This prime time. Yes, it is your prime time. Don't waste it in hurrying God up. Don't waste it using it to be in misery or frustration or resentment. Because I think we fail to what we fail to realize is that oftentimes this single season or this single period or the singleness of however long you've been single for, I think is you know, however long you've been single for is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're waiting for said person. And I think that's what we fail to realise is that we fail to realise this quote unquote waiting period is not cannot be used always as something that we're waiting on. And I feel like God well for me I'm going to speak on my own experience because I don't know what everyone goes through or feels like in their own singleness, but I'm speaking on behalf of moi. I feel like God uses this season. So I am currently single and I feel like in this season of life, God is using me to prepare me, to mold me, to shape me so that when he does bring This person that I have been praying for into my life, it's the most beautiful and divine timing and the relationship that I'm longing for can properly produce good fruit. Now, wanting God to bring a person into your life, obviously, like I said, that is something that is a desire placed in our hearts from the Lord, but it's what are we using this season, the time that you're single, we're not using it to get drunk, go out partying, live your best life, like, that's not what I'm encouraging or saying that, you know, we should kind of be productive with our single, that's not what this means. Being single, at least for me, I found the joy of being single, in knowing that, okay, I have prayed for this person. This is one thing I also want to encourage you. If you have not done this, which I highly, highly, highly recommend, like more than recommend, is pray for your future spouse. It doesn't matter if you are dating or if you're in a relationship and you don't know whether this is going to be your future spouse or whether you're single, whether you're freshly single. Pray for your future spouse. Pray, 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 pray for them. And I got taught this as a young child by my parents, by my church. It was so, like, it was such, there was such an emphasis on praying for our future husband or future wife. And I never took it seriously because, for one, I was eight years old. And for two, I didn't care for you know, my husband, because I was like, yeah, like once I'm in my twenties, I'll get married and have kids. Like it's all going to happen. So I didn't care for it to be like a prayer of mine because in my head I'm like, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, sure. It'll happen. But will it happen with the right person? Is this something that is going to be a fruitful relationship in my life? And so as I got older, I, I started praying for my future spouse and I still do to this day. I pray a pray for him every single day even though I've not met him I don't think (laughs) um even though I don't know who he is um I, I pray for him all the time and I tell God I don't know whether he's in a relationship or whether he's single but use this time in my life that I'm single Lord to prep me to be a Proverbs 31 woman you know if you know you know I would highly recommend reading Proverbs 31. It's like the definition of what a God-fearing woman means, a wife, technically. And, you know, one, prep me to be that person. Mold me to be this wife that my future husband wants me to be. But more than that, mold me to be a partner in this relationship that, you know, brings glory to your name. And, Secondly, pray, I pray for my husband that not only does he, do I want X, Y, and Z qualities in him, but I want him to chase after you. I want him to lead his family. I want him to be this God-fearing role model for our future children and, and you know, whatever. So I use this experience of being single To one, pray for my relationship, pray for my future husband. And this is not something I've always done, like I said. I always, not always, but there would be certain times in my life that the enemy would bring misery into my life for when I was single. He would make me feel Like I was a loner, he would make me feel like I was never good enough. He would make me feel like no man would ever love me. He would make me feel like I didn't deserve to be in a relationship, and all of these feelings ended up bringing misery and resentment—not to anyone in particular, but to myself. I started disliking the fact that I was single I started disliking the fact that I would never be good enough for anyone and so when that came into my head I realized oh oh I think that there's a problem here I'm feeling like the only way I would find my worth is being in a relationship now that's an issue that's more than an issue if you feel like your worth will only come from said relationship, then we need to reevaluate. We need to reassess. Do not ever, even in like your marriage, do not ever look for your worth in someone else. It will not come, and if it does, it is not the truth. Your worth is rooted in your identity in Christ. Your worth comes from the Lord, your creator, who formed you in your mother's womb. That is where your worth comes from. Your worth comes from the father that, you know, provides more than we can ever imagine. Your worth comes from a child of a king, an heir of a king. That is where your worth comes from. Not from Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your situationship, whatever this is, your worth does not come from said person. So if you are looking for your worth in someone, you have already placed a precedent into that relationship. You've already placed a foundation going into that relationship that you are expected to only be joyful in that relationship and that whatever that man or woman ends up doing or acting like in your relationship that is a reflection of you and so when you go into that relationship with those views and beliefs you can you can go sideways and trust me, I know that from my own experience. And what the Lord has really, really taught me in my season of singleness is that my joy can only come from Him. And this is something He's told me actually a while ago. This is literally what He said. He said, if you can't find joy in being single, then you will never find joy in being in a relationship. Like, let that sink in a little bit. He literally said, "Uh, Woman, lady, (laughs) if you aren't happy right now, you're never going to be happy. If you're not happy being alone, you are never going to be happy. And that kind of made me like, oh, really? Really? (laughs) Like, kind of like what I was like, okay, let's test it out Then Let's see. Like, bring someone in my life. Let me see. Uh, No, I literally i was proved right i began my journey to being so miserable in my single of in my season of singleness gosh the amount of times i've said single in this episode like i'm getting tongue ties anyway the my journey to being miserable in my season of singleness began with this deep root of like bitterness to a god i was like okay god you're telling me I'm never going to be happy, but then how am I meant to be happy being alone? Like, I just don't get it. Like, two plus two is not getting to four. I'm not understanding this because, like, one, I've been single my whole life, and two, like, I, I don't understand this. Like, I'm not finding joy in anyone else. Like, I don't get it. Like, it just doesn't make sense because I'm not finding joy with someone in my life, and I'm you're telling me now I'm not going to find joy with Someone not in my life, like it it just didn't make sense. And when I, well, when I diverted this incredible relationship that I had proposed in my head, when I moved away from that and redirected my focus to this time with the Lord, I knew what that meant. I knew what He meant. And that was when I put all my eggs, in one basket, and that was not in any man's basket, that was in the Lord's basket, I put all of my eggs in his basket, and I said, okay, okay, I am going to try to find joy with just you and I, it's just you and I here, and I'm going to find that joy, and I'm going to flourish, not just, you know, be stagnant in this season of singleness, not just be waiting around, but I'm going to Oh, cute. Thank you. Um, I'm not just... Oh. <laughs> cute. Nice. Very nice. Yep. Yep. Tell me more. Yep. <laughs> God, I literally said to God, I was like, okay, I don't want to just be stagnant here in this season of singleness. I'm going to thrive. I'm going to flourish and I'm going to be the best version Of me that you want me to be. And then we'll figure the rest out later. And through that, God taught me something. He said, well, he not just whispered this in my head, but he really, really just yelled this out. He said, Rachel, the reason I want you to find joy in me and the reason you are still in this season of singleness Is because I know how much you value a relationship. I also know how much time and energy and love you're going to invest in that man. But before you do, I want this time to be between you and I. Solely between you and I. And he said, and the reason, you know, I'm not bringing someone. Well, one of the reasons I'm not bringing someone into your life right now is because I will never get this time back with you. I'm going to start crying. (laughs) No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. He said, I'll never get this time back with you. And, you know, I was like, kind of like, that's really odd for you to say because it's not like I'm going to turn away from you once I find my man. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm never going to, you're never going to get this time with me? Of course you are. Like, you know, of course you're going to, we're going to spend time together. Like This is kind of like the conversation I was having with him. And he said, no, no, sure, we'll have our time together. But it's going to look so much more different than it is now. Because once you get into this relationship, and then once you progress, and once you get married, you're no longer this one person. You are united with another person. And together, you are one couple you are a relationship you are one whole and it's never just going to be you and i there's always going to be another person and that is beautiful and i you know we let's get there when we get there but we're never going to get this time back that we have we're never going to get this intimate single loving joy contentment that you have right now. We're never going to get this back because it's always going to be one other person, the person that you, you've prayed for. And that person will always be there for the rest of your life. So why are we rushing this season? Why are we rushing to get to that season when that will happen? That's pro- something I promised will happen. i promised you that will happen. You've prayed for it and you know I answer your prayers. You know I'm a god that answers prayers ask and you shall receive and this is something i will provide for you but this time this time here between you and i why are we skipping past this i want to spend more time with you and anyway this was a very long-winded conversation i had with him and he he essentially just opened my eyes to the fact that he wants this time, he wants this me and him time, and that is what this single singleness is about, that is what this season of singleness is about, it is because he wants more of me, and just me, and if you are in that same waiting period, I want you to know, he wants more of you, he wants more of just you, because once this person enters your life, they're going to take up a lot of your life, and you know, Of course, that's a beautiful thing because you're now in a relationship, something that God has ordained. But what happens to your one-on-one time with God? Sure, you'll get one-on-one time, but it's never just going to be you and God. It's always going to be this one other person. And so why are we rushing over this prominent period of our life, this... incredible significant moment of our lives why are we trying to skip this chapter we can't get to the end of the book if we don't read these chapters we can't skip it we need to be immersed in these chapters and not just skim through it because it will just not make sense once we get to the end of the book we need to immerse ourselves in this chapter of our lives and I, through that conversation I had with God, I I realized also something really, really big. What he told me through that was the fact that this whole time I've been placing a relationship on a pedestal and I've been placing marriage on a pedestal. I've been placing being with my future man on a pedestal and I realized what that did to my heart. I realized what that did to eight-year-old me. It made me idolize something. It made me desire something more than I desired one-on-one time with God. And that's how I knew I fell into the trap. I was like, oh my gosh, this whole time I've fallen into the trap of idolatry. I have idolized a relationship over my one-on-one time with God. I've idolized being with this man with you know that ticks all my boxes over my joy in the lord and it was like i mean of course i had to repent then and there i was like whoa but it was like almost like when when did this happen and i can never tell you that a switch went off when i began wanting to this relationship like i think a lot of us especially young girls girls in general we've always you know not all of us I'm not speaking for all women and I'm not speaking for all men because I'm sure this is also some things that men might have also desired as a young boy but I know for me personally I always was like waiting for that day where I got to wear my white dress and my wedding gown and you know pick out all the things for my wedding and have my husband and have four kids and live in a perfect house and I think it was something that was I, I idolized as a young child, and so this was something I had to unlearn. And oh my goodness, unlearning something <laughs> is probably way harder than learning something, especially if it's been drilled in your mind as a kid that marriage fixes all problems, that you know a husband or a wife is where you find your joy. And if you've been told that as a young child, not just by your family, but like society and social media or your church, you know, get married and you'll be happy forever. Get married and your husband will look after you. Get married and your wife will cook for you. And if this is something that has been instilled in you as a child, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this has been... An idol in your heart this has been something you've longed for because this was something that was instilled in you as a child because that was instilled in me and I'm sure there was no malicious intent in instilling this in me as a child or anything harmful that was coming out of it but it took our focus away in finding joy in the singleness and I don't think I've ever been taught to find joy in being single. I've been taught to find joy in a man, sure, and a husband, yeah, and a marriage, yeah, but never been taught to find joy in being single. And that is something I've had to learn and unlearn finding joy in a human being, finding joy in a relationship. And I realized through the singleness, God has changed my heart so much so much because I've prayed for a loving and kind and patient and joyful and someone who's of service to others. I've prayed for this in a man, but I never realized I lacked in those things. And so God was really like, yeah, okay, I'll give you that, but first be that. Like first practice what you preach, like show me that that's what you want. And by doing that, you need to show me that that's who you are. And so Mm. um, that was not fun, I were, I'm really still going through that journey, but one of the main things God has taught me in this singleness is really biting my tongue, and oh, this is hard, this is hard, because I'm such a snappy person, uh, not in general, but I would say with my family the most, because I know them, and I, and you know, yeah, I know them, and so something God taught me through this is, if you're snappy with your brothers, who you've lived for, however old they are, imagine how you're going to be with your future husband, who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> no, I'm never going to be snappy with him. Like, I love him. And then God's like, okay, so do you love your brothers? I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. He was like, why not? Marriage brings trials and tribulations. In fact, marriage, I have. I was having this conversation with a few of my friends the other day, marriage opens a huge can of worms marriage opens another gate to for more problems to enter and that's not what marriage does in to somebody but it's the fact that the enemy works 10 times harder to ruin a marriage because a marriage is a covenant blessed and ordained by god and so if the enemy sees a marriage thriving that is the threat for him if your marriage is stagnant and if it's mediocre and it's whatever you're having fights it's not a threat for satan so he's just gonna let shiz rumble okay but if your marriage is thriving and if you love this person and if it's deeply rooted in the love of christ the enemy is going to throw curveballs and you are going to get weary you are going to get snappy you are going to get furious and frustrated and annoyed and All of the things. And so what I had to learn or I am learning during the singleness is biting my tongue. Biting my tongue because I know the enemy is going to throw a curveball at me once I'm in an argument with my partner. And God has to, I have to implement what God is teaching me now. And that is to bite my tongue, slow to speak, but abounding in love. And That is something I want you to reassess and reevaluate about yourself and reflect and think, what is it that I'm lacking in that I would love for my partner to have, but I don't? And maybe that is something God is using this time of singleness, this, you know, your time of just being you and him. Maybe he's pruning you. Maybe he's refining you. Maybe he's making you into a better person for the partner that you want to be the best. And he's not going to give someone who is mediocre with someone that's filled with love and joy in life, he's going to want both cups full. And if we've got half a cup and a full cup, it's not going to work. He's going to want two full cups. And this is why I hate the saying, my other half. Have you heard of that? You know, when people post pictures of their partners and they're like, my other half, or like you know my other better half or whatever no there's no halves in this relationship you in your singleness need to make yourself a whole because you are a whole you're not half you're not a half that's waiting for another half no you are whole in christ you are one person there is nobody else in this world that you need to find to be you know for you to be filled and become one person one whole No one can do that for you. It's only you and Jesus. This is a relationship between you two that makes you a whole. So when you find your future partner, that is one whole plus one whole that equals one whole. It's not one half and one half because that's the problem. The problem is we think we're going to get a partner that's going to fill the holes in our life, that's going to fill the gap in our lives. No, we need to be content in being a whole and when you are content in being a whole, God will bring another whole into your life and so that is what God has taught me is that I need to be this person that I've want' I've wanted and I've prayed for. I need to be that person for my future husband because when I end up meeting him, he's going to be a whole and am I ready for that? is he ready for that? you know because I don't want him to go put me put through, you know, all the things that I'm learning currently. I want to be ready and I want to be a whole when I meet him. And so, and vice versa, you know, I want my partner to be a whole when I meet him because what's the point of me just being pruned in the singleness and he's not ready and I'm rushing this process because I want to get out of it, you know? No, we need to be a whole and that is why it is so important. Like, a significant other is a good thing and I believe that with all my heart. But it becomes a bad thing when we think that it's going to fill or meet all our expectations. It becomes a bad thing when it turns into something that we believe will bridge the gaps in our lives. Because making anything more important to you or making anything more valuable to you than God for one, I said, is idolatry, and for two, it makes, it makes, it puts the pressure on this relationship from the get-go, it makes this relationship already start to be on such a pedestal, and it's like, how can you even work through a relationship when you have such high expectations of each other, but you're not meeting each other in the middle, because neither of you are even whole yet in our twenties especially we feel the angst of, you know, watching one friend after another pair off, you know, to become in a relationship or get married and then, you know, you're like, will my turn ever come? I feel like I don't know if this is the case for for you, but most of the friends in my life are all in relationships. Um and i think when that started i was like yeah sure my my time will come and some of them have been in relationships forever and i'm like okay well we're approaching these 60 mark and i'm still single and you know it got to the point where i ended up kind of res- not re- yeah okay resenting i think that's the word that is the word that i want to say and i'm i'm going to be honest about it i ended up resenting people that or not people, friends, that started getting into relationship. I was like, well, I'm never going to get there, am I? Like, I'm really happy for you, and I was, truly, but I think there was a part of me that was like, well, why, why you and why not me, you know? And immediately I knew that is something I had to pray about, is one, not just find joy in being single, but I had to find joy in my friends the people that I love being in relation in their own relationships I had to ask God I need to pray over this I, I don't want to be resentful of anyone that I know that's in a relationship I um, I was kind of going through a tough time recently um, and this is the other thing you will You will find joy in being single, but there will be days the enemy really, really tries to make you feel worthless, and that is when you find your roots, you go back to the book of, you know, the book of life, which is what God has given us, and we find our worth in that. And that is something I really want to direct you, or redirect your sense of purpose, because sure, you'll find joy in being single, but there will be days where you are like, oh my gosh, I really wish I had a partner. I really wish I was in a relationship. And I had one of those days recently. And funny enough, that same day I saw this person that had been following on Instagram, um, an influencer who is a creator, um, like a creator or influencer Instagram or whatever a Christian woman that has really helped me through my singleness I saw her get engaged she was also kind of going through a long period of singleness and I saw her get engaged and I was really happy but I can't say that was my first or my second emotion I I kind of felt like oh, oh, like that's kind of what I felt and Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them. I can't wait for their wedding. I can't wait for, you know, all the, the photos and everything. I can't wait for their future, you know. And now I'm really happy. But in that moment, I felt like crap. And I felt like crap because I was already kind of feeling a bit like worthless, And that is why it was so important for me to one, redirect my attention, that that was to God, and just let my heart out. I had to literally cry about being single to him. And he knows this. This is the other thing. Don't feel like when you're in your single period and you're like, God, it's just you and I, and I'm excited for this and I'm ready for this. Don't hide the fact that you're sad about it also. Because it's okay to be sad about being single. That is such a human emotion and do not hide it from God. Oh my gosh, I wish someone told me this as a child. Do not hide your sadness about being single from God. Especially if you've like said, oh yes, I'm excited and I've prayed for this and it's now just you and me time, God. Do not hide your sadness from him. Because it's there. And you want him to know that. That is one part of your life you want him to enter into. And you want him to be invited in there because you want him to bring you the peace. You want him to bring you the comfort. And he's not going to say, well, I thought you were happy with just you and me. (laughs) He's not going to say that. He's going to say, oh my gosh, come here and let me give you a hug. And let me tell you why I find you so important in this life and why I love you so much and why I'm preparing the most beautiful person for, you know, for your life. Like he is going to bring you so much peace and so when I was kind of going through that crappy day or two of feeling kind of low of being single I hid that from him because I was like oh well God really wants me to be single and I'm not gonna tell him I'm feeling sad about it and when I hid that from him when this Instagram post came up I felt the resentment towards this person and I was like whoa why am I feeling uh, angry? Why am I feeling uh, frustrated? Why am I feeling annoyed? Someone just got engaged, like, and I'm always so happy for like, I'm so happy to see posts like that. So, to fe- feel those emotions when I saw that was so unlike me and not in my nature. Then that that's when I knew, wow, okay, I'm I need to have a heart to heart with God here. And so I put my phone down and I was like, God, why did I just feel like that? why did I just feel angry by seeing that photo and I had to let him in I had to let him in on (laughs) all the emotions I was feeling the past two days and I had to say I'm really sad I'm really sad that I'm not there yet and I don't know when I'll get that I think that's even you know sometimes the worst part is that you don't know when you'll meet your person and so you've you kind of left just in the unknown and once I let that conversation out with the Lord. Oh my goodness. Did I just feel like a blanket of peace? Just cover me. Just imagine this warm blanket, just cover me and wrap me up in like a burrito and just feel like I've got you. You're going to be okay. This is going to be okay. You are going to be just fine. And you know, once I had that heart to heart with him, I honestly felt like, like a weight was lifted off my shoulder it's because I felt like sure I'm I'm, I'm joyful but I'm also sad and once I like got in and into those emotions I realised wow okay it's not like this scary thing that I have to hide from him he knows my desire to be in a relationship and he also knows that I'm you know loving being single right now but I'm gonna have hard days and I need to let him in on that and I had to learn that the hard way and The truth is, I guess we're not all single because, you know, we've failed to be in the right place at the right time or meet this beautiful Prince Charming at this incredible party or, you know, or, you know, because we haven't been sufficiently attractive for this person or because we haven't yet, you know, obtained some spiritual gift. Like we're single. You and I, if you're single, I'm having this heart to heart with you here You and I are single because God has ordained this singleness for us today. Just like He's ordained a marriage for two people to come together and become one, He's ordained for you and I to be single. And something we need to know is that we will never find joy in the singleness. I hope you're learning this as you're kind of going through your single period, but it is that we will never find joy in this world or anything that this world has to offer and once we get past that realization of oh okay so no man or woman that's going to enter into my life who's going to be my wife who's going to be my husband no relationship like that is ever going to bring you know the the, the um what's it called the circle back to the dot is that the saying oh have I just butchered that no amount of incredible love is going to bring the circle back to the dot. And once you get past that realization, is when you start to feel like, okay, okay, so I'm single and it's between me and God, and this is something God's ordained. So I need to, that means I need to find my true and only satisfaction from Christ Jesus. So contentment with being single can only come from believing. That God is good through all our seasons, and that He is going to bring this person into our lives when the time is right. Now we can think the time is right right now, but the time is not right until God says it is. And when when that happens, you will be lucky that the Lord, in you know, made you become. I don't want to say made you wait because we're not waiting, we're, we're thriving. Made you thrive in your singleness up until now. And, you know, before you reach that point, we need to start living content, contently in our singleness. Living contently while single is rejoicing in the Lord always. Apostle Paul even kind of just says in Corinthians that you're better off being single. Because you avoid all problems, you avoid all the issues, and it's just you and him. It's just you and God. And he learnt, Paul learnt to be content. He was single his whole life, I'm pretty sure. And he learnt to be content no matter what was going on in his life. And we're taught that no matter our circumstances, we are to be thankful and rejoice in the Lord always, always. Always, and how is Paul able to just be so genuinely joyful no matter his circumstances here on earth? You know, in Philippians chapter 1, verses 21, it says, For to me to live is Christ. That's it. For to live, for me, sorry, for to me to live is Christ. And Christ was Paul's whole life, his identity was rooted in Christ, and for that reason. No earthly blessing or relationship or partner or friendship was the ultimate desire of his, is because he found true joy in Jesus Christ. And so, scripture teaches us that you know, single Christians aren't defined by their singleness but by their union with Jesus Christ. Singleness, like marriage, is a God given gift. It is a calling, not an identity. Marriage should not be your identity. Your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your relationship, no friendship, should be your identity. Your identity should be rooted in Jesus. And so, like being single, sorry, like being in a relationship, sorry, being married, gosh, my words. Like being married, singleness is also a calling, It is a blessing. It is something that God has provided you with. It is not something you're stuck with. It is something that you have been blessed with. This calling of singleness does not stamp upon a single person and identity any different from a married person, but it does, however, imprint this beautiful meaning. You know, that meaning communicates a message, not about being a single person, but about God and what he can do in your life and how he can transform you. Even um, that author C.S. Lewis, if you haven't heard of C.S. Lewis, you have to read his books. He actually said, once in a book, he said, God would not have anyone, I found this on Google, by the way, because I was like, what an incredible quote. But he said, God would not have anyone stay in their singleness Unless he saw it was good for them to stay. So, you staying in this single period or you waiting or whatever you want to call it, you being in this single period is not an accident. Especially if he thinks or if God knows that this is actually way better for you right now than being in a relationship, this is what I'm going to give you. Your singleness is not God's way of depriving you. It's not god's way of stripping you of all the desires of your heart it's in fact god's way of changing you you know it's his way of pruning you it's his way of refining you it's his way of getting to know you more how is he going to get to know your heart when your heart lies with another person He needs you in the singleness to get to know you and for you to get to know him most of all. He needs you to fall in love with him, not with a person in this world, which will happen eventually. That's the thing. That will happen eventually because it is something that is God-breathed. A marriage is God-breathed. And because that is eventually going to happen, why are we skipping over the fact that we have to fall in love with Jesus first? If we are going to love this person that God has ordained us to be with, if we are to love them forever, where are we going to find the time to love Jesus first? And especially if God calls us to place him above all else, which means people, where are we going to find that when we're in a relationship? We are made whole in Christ and we need to... Experience that when we're in the singleness, in this period of being single and just being you and Him. And so I hope this episode encouraged you or made you feel like, okay, this is if I'm single, right? If you're single right now, I hope this made you feel like, okay, this is my time to get to know the Lord. This is my time to fall in love with Him before I fall in love with someone else. And I hope this rejuvenated you. I hope there was some part in this episode that spoke to you i hope that you feel that it's for you to know that it's okay to long for being in a relationship that is a desire that god placed in your heart but not to idolize it and i just hope you know that you are whole in christ no other person is going to make you whole and so Even though this was such a long episode, something that I predicted. um, Wow, probably the longest episode I've actually ever done. This is going to be a really fun one to edit. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope this episode really helped you. And the good thing about podcasts is when you can listen to them whenever you want. So if you need to listen to this again on a day that you are just really feeling low and down and... Just not feeling the joy in being single, you can play this. And I just hope you know that this time is between you and Him. And there is so much good yet to come for you. You are going to find that person, but before you do, this is your adventurous time. This is your time to explore and live life with Jesus. So don't rush into that relationship. Just because you want to be in a relationship, use this freedom to really enjoy Christ. Okay, with all that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode because it is almost an hour long. So I'm very sorry, um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, make sure you are following the Bearing Fruit podcast. Um, also, make sure you are following the Instagram page for the podcast, um, it is at Bearing Fruit Pod. Um, but yeah, Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I will talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye.